How can we make the world better? By making ourselves better. The Dr. Joe Show explores how you can make positive personal change by using his groundbreaking and highly effective I Am approach to understand who we are and why we do what we do. Your small changes can have big effects. Join us now for the Dr. Joe Show with Mark Stiles of Stiles Law, Thomas McCoy, and your host, Dr. Joe Schrand. This episode is live in studio, the Dr. Joe Show. And welcome back to the Dr. Joe Show. I forget how to do it when we're live. You're doing great. We're in the studio. We're so in weird. studio. It's so nice to see you live. Mm. I mean, it's not like I haven't seen you for a while. 3D, but... 2D, 4D, yeah. 4K. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, five. Real life. Five. It was great. Marshall Education Foundation had this incredible race. They do it every year. It's a wonderful thing. And Mark Stiles of Stiles Law had his tent up there giving away all sorts of stuff. We got Thomas here as well. We are live in studio. Nice to be back. WATD, yeah. welcome. So your book just won an award, eh? It did. It won uh, 2023 Best General Self-Help Book for Independent Press. And I am truly Hold on. grateful. Hold on, can you say that again? You're, you're being humble again. This is this won an award. This yeah. book right here for folks who are watching, "Unleashing the Power of Respect." What an amazing title! Think about that for a second. Unleashing the power of respect. Unleash it. Yep. What is the power of respect? I mean, think about it. It's it's a remarkable, remarkable part of who we are as human beings. Respect. When is the last time you got angry at someone treating you with respect? And that was the title, Outsmarting Anger, of the other book that won an award 10 years ago. I've written five books, and two of them have won awards. That's pretty good, I think. It's amazing. And, and mm-hmm. uh, you're right here in the South Shore, right here in this wonderful land where wonderful things are happening Yeah, with this radio station. It's, 95.9 WATD. Thank you, Ed Perry and team. Yeah. Right? Yeah, really. Thank you for giving us this platform so that we can get this word out because WATD is all about respect. And respect is what leads to value, which is what everybody wants. The problem is that human beings have spent millennia increasing their value by decreasing somebody else's. And then are astonished that that other person, that other group, that other culture, that other country does the same, you know? So that's why we have the wars we have. That's why we have the stress we have, because some people, some entire groups, have an in-group mentality versus an out-group mentality. It's, it's nothing moral. It's not, you know, a moralistic thing. It's the way the brain is. This is the way our brain works. But... With respect, you can unleash the power that we have of being a social animal because respect is what leads to value, which is what everybody wants. Think about every person you've ever met in your life. Just think about this. The common thread that binds us, we just want to feel valued by somebody else. I mean, really, think about this. Isn't that, isn't that true? I mean, am I missing something here? It's so simple. It's beautiful. And that's the brilliance of this. 
this book and all of your books. It's taking something that's super complicated, right? Medical school complicated and simplifying it and making it so commonsensical that it's like, aha, okay. I flipped to the book and it immediately small changes have big effects. That's right. It's like, huh, that's Dr. Joe says that all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Well, think about your life today. There may have been one small thing today that had an effect. What if, you know, you held the door open for somebody today? You know, and that that's a gesture of of empathy, of altruism, of compassion, and that other person responded. You know, maybe they even said thank you. And if they said thank you, you might have said you're welcome, which means you're part of my group. You're welcome into my group. So small changes can have big effects, not always a positive or a negative, just an effect. And we're going to talk more tonight about the I am approach and what it really is. But respect is what leads to value. And value leads to trust. And with trust, you can explore anything. You can, you can be who you are without worrying that you're going to be judged as less valuable. So that small change can have a big effect. Just reminding someone of their value. Because every time you remind someone of their value, you increase your own value. Mm. I mean, just think about that. It's so true, right? You say something nice about someone, they respond, mm -hmm. maybe with a smile. Because what you've done is increase a chemical in their brain. And it's contagious, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. Because then somebody else sees it. Right. They witness it, and it makes them feel good. Right. So then they pass it along and make somebody else feel good. That's because right. then they feel good again. And all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, imagine if we had a whole bunch of people doing that. Right. And why not? Well, let's why talk not? about that. Why not? Like, what? What is going on with folks I am that they're coming to a situation super negative or angry or ex or expecting the worst? Yeah. And remember, the I am is your current maximum potential. This is who I am. This is me. And I matter. But we need to feel valued. So I really think that that's part of, of what is going on in our brains. The, the moment that we sense that we are less valued by somebody else, it activates this very primitive, ancient part of our brain. The part of our brain that's responsible for the fight, flight, freeze response. Mm -hmm. And we begin to worry. We begin to worry, what happens if I'm less valuable? And let's, let's go back in time, you know, millions of years here. Millions of years ago, we weren't the biggest animal, the fastest, or the strongest. We were isolated mammals scurrying around, hoping not to be lunch. We were the prey. And then we formed these small social groups. And our survival potential increased so dramatically, human beings are everywhere. But to access the protection of that group, you have to contribute to that group. You have to have value. So as soon as our brain 
senses, gets a hint of that we are seen as less valuable, we get hangry, we get anxious, we get sad, we go limbic because it's all in our limbic brain, a really important part of the brain. And then we may respond in kind and decrease somebody else's value because you're not going to have an advantage over me. If I'm less valuable, that means I'm at risk. So I'm going to put you at risk first. It's just the way the brain is. We don't have to judge it. We don't have to say that's a bad person or that's a criminal act or it's a wrong thing to do. It's just the way the brain is. But once you know it's happening, (laughs) then you can do something else. All you need to do is recognize it. Just recognize that it's happened because recognition is part of our prefrontal cortex, the modern part of our brain, the part of our brain that can solve a problem, anticipate what will happen next. What will happen next if we keep doing what we're doing, if we keep devaluing other people, other groups, other countries, if we keep trying to take things because we think we have more or we don't want somebody to take something from us. If we keep doing that, we'll destroy ourselves. That's the long-term consequence. So we don't have to. Look, there's no arguing that the distribution of resources could be better. Absolutely. We could distribute resources more, but we can do that when we realize that giving something away doesn't mean we have less than. It means that we've created a community where you feel safer. And when you feel safer, you can be more creative. You can do all sorts of things because you're not worrying you're going to be kicked out of your group. So that's the power of respect. And we can unleash it at every moment in time. Talking about the I am approach, which has fascinated me since you first told me about it. Yeah, which was a long time ago now, many years. And we've sat across this table or through Zoom talking through all of the scenarios that it applies. And it applies to everything. To everything. The I am applies to everything. Because when we shift this paradigm away from looking things broken and pathologized and sick and disordered, when we see each other and everything is doing the best it can, it doesn't mean you have to like it doesn't mean you have to condone it. Not a free ride. You're held responsible because everything you do has a natural consequence. And sadly and unfortunately, it doesn't always mean you're going to win and be successful. And you guys have heard me say this. For some people, success is when you love going to work and love going home. And I hope that the vast majority of people have that. But for some people, success is having food in the refrigerator And for some people, success is having a home to have a refrigerator. For some people, success is just waking up and being able to get through the day. But instead of judging yourself and others as less said and broken, not doing as well as they can, should be doing better, less valuable, let's look again at why we do what we do based on the influence of four domains. Your home domain. No one's going to argue your home has had an influence on who you are. The social domain, which is the rest of the world, those two domains are outside. Then there are two inside domains, 
your biological domain, your brain and body. Are you hungry? Are you tired? Digesting lunch? And then what I call the I see. My current concept of myself. How do I see myself? But how do I think other people see me? As I said, we're very interested in what other people think or feel. We call that empathy. We may open the door for someone. But what we really want to know is what are you thinking about me? And do you see me as valuable? Do you really get me? Do you really get me? Another of my books. Which is an amazing book, folks. I mean, amazing. It's specifically on that theory of mind, that I see domain that he's talking about. And it's that self-realization, right? Yeah. That awareness of where you are on this planet, really, at the end of the day. It's you, you guess what people are thinking about you. Yeah. The natural instinct is I'm looking at you right now. You're looking at me and you're nodding your head in disbelief. No, I don't. Again. You can't tell, right? You have no idea. Right. right. You have but a guess. You, but, but your guess is typically wrong. Well, I seem to find out. It sometimes can be wrong, but how do we then clarify it? What do right. we do? We talk. Exactly. We communicate. Exactly. We ask each other. Questions. Yeah. That's part of who we are as human beings as But people well. are afraid to ask. Why do you think that is? Fight, flight. Yeah, because they're afraid that they will be devalued. So if I ask this question, I may seem stupid or I'll be put down, so I'm not going to ask it. Yeah, unless you're working with somebody and talking with somebody. With. Yeah, not to them, but with them. Who understands the I am? <laughs> well, who shows you respect, who values yeah, you, right? right? So that person who you're talking at or to who doesn't, there's not a lot of future with that. Yeah, right? but, but you see, that's their I am. You see, that's the best that person can do. Right. So why do we understand what's going on in their four domains that the best they can do is treat you with less respect? Right. Instead of judging them, which is basically what they're doing to you, let's wonder about it. So how do you break that pattern? Well, I think the way you break the pattern is to look again at why someone's doing what they're doing based on the influence of the domains. Look again. Reverse those words. Again, look. Again, to repeat something, look like a spectator. Mm. Let's respect why someone's doing what they're doing without judging them. Is it a challenge? Yes. Is it something you can learn? Absolutely. Is Is it it something, it's absolutely worth it. And is it something that then becomes part of you and that becomes your natural response? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely, because you get reinforced for it. You know, the name, you know, does the name Pavlo ring a bell? It's an old Mm -hmm. psychology joke, but... But we want to be seen as valuable. So the more we treat other people with respect and value, the more we will be treated with respect and value. And that's the contagion I was talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Because how can you get mad at somebody if they're treating you with respect? You can't. I mean, you really can't because anger is an emotion designed to change things. That's what anger is. We get angry when we want someone to do something different. Start doing something. Stop doing something. Think about the times you were angry, Mm -hmm. even maybe today. What did you want to see different? You wanted to see something different Mm -hmm. in one of those domains, home, social, biological, or I see maybe you wanted somebody to see you differently. 
made you angry that they didn't see you with value. But now you can use the I am. What's going on with them right. that the best they could do is try to devalue me? As long as you can get to the prefrontal. And you can. You can. But sometimes the limbic takes over. Uh, and it is absolutely part of our world. And it's okay. But it is much more important to be reflective than reflexive and more rewarding to wonder than to worry. The limbic system will activate. You pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. There are times where you really need it. Like if you're crossing the street and you hear a car coming, you want your limbic system to go, there's danger. Yeah. But when you perceive something and you think maybe that person is trying to put you down, you'll activate the limbic response, but then you don't need to do the same thing. You don't need to mirror what the other person is doing. You don't need to put them down just because they're putting you down. You can say something like, uh, are you saying that? And whatever it is, whatever the conversation is, as soon as you say, are you saying that? It's not, I think you're saying, but it's asking the other person basically to clarify. And as soon as you do that, you've actually sent the person a very, very important message. I'm listening to you. I see you. I'm interested in what you think or feel. But I need the clarification because I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to guess. I don't want to make an assumption. Are you saying that is such an important phrase? Yeah. And then they can clarify. And now you've got a conversation going. And you've decelerated what could have gone very badly if your limbic kicked in and said, I'm in danger of a fight right now, so I'm going to show my authority over this person and shut them down. That's right. But they didn't mean that. Right. And then all of a sudden, they're mad at you mm -hmm. because you're mad at them yep. when they weren't even mad at you. Yep. Uh-oh. We've got a problem, Houston. Yeah. But look how powerful our brains are and how interested we are in what other people think or feel, especially about us. Isn't that the amazing thing? I mean, we get dressed every day for it, right? Every day. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, how many times have somebody said, I don't care what other people think about me? And then you can say to them, well, why are you wearing clothes? Right. Oh, I have to wear clothes. I mean, there's a, you know... People who can't walk around naked, there's a social expectation exactly right. Right. So you care. But to what extent, to what level do you care, right? Are you obsessed to the point where it's harmful to you? Like, that sad, saddens me. Mm -hmm. That can happen. And part of that is because you may not really believe in yourself. You may not have that sense of value and so you need it from other people to mm -hmm. remind you that's still an I am what was going on in your four domains that that was the best you could do if you don't like that you can change it the first thing to do is recognize it how are you meant to change something if you don't know it's happening and it's okay to, to accept these things to, to embrace them but that's where that small change can be. That small change can have a big effect. 
But the second truth of the I am, I think may be even more powerful. Right? Everyone has an I am. Everyone is interested in what you think or feel about them through that IC domain. That has an effect on their biological domain because you know it feels different when you feel respected or disrespected. And you're part of someone's home domain. You're part of someone's social domain. So the second truth of the I am, you control no one, but you influence everyone. Think about that. You control no one, you influence everyone, you get to choose the kind of influence you want to be. So let me ask you this. Okay. Why would someone buy this book? I hope someone would buy this book so that they can begin understanding how our work happens, what goes on in our brains, how we can influence other people, how we can begin to change the world. Because the, the book is a series of stories from my patient teachers the first couple of chapters tell you about the I am. And then after that, each two chapters, one chapter is a story, and then the next chapter is a reframe, the I am perspective. And the I am perspectives on all sorts of things like failure and crime and happiness and knowledge and free will. So teaching through story. Yeah, teaching through stories. Love it. And then reframing it. I think there's a caller. I think we got a caller. Who we got on the line there? Uh, hello, this is Zem. Zem, oh, hello, boy. Zem. Zem has been, Zem has been a guest streaming? on our show. Are you streaming right now, Zem? Uh, I am not streaming at the moment. No, uh, I wanted to, take time to call in anyway. Your uh, community would I, love you on this. Yeah, show. absolutely. So, folks, Zem is an incredible, incredible human being. You want to tell him a little bit? First of all, it's really lovely to hear your voice. Tell him a little bit first about what you do and how you reach so many people through what you do. Uh, well, I am a live streamer. Uh, I work full-time playing video games for an audience of anybody ages 12 to 120, I suppose, in theory. Um, and uh, for a very long time, I was a what's called a speedrunner, so I would take video games and beat them as fast as possible, and yes, I did make money doing that. Um, and now I'm transitioning to being a full-time YouTuber. At least that's the goal by 2024. That's so, great. Uh, yeah, I'm in the, the world of content, as it's known. That's fantastic. Well, I'm so glad you're calling in. How can I help you, then? Well, I, I, uh, a little birdie told me that uh, a certain book of yours, Unleashing the Power of Respect, won a Best Self-Help Award. And I wanted to call in and congratulate you on that. Oh, thank you. My oxytocin levels are flowing now. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I must admit it was it was a huge surprise, but it's really it's incredibly encouraging that that at least somebody thinks this book has merit and has a message for other people. And that message is really that we can change the world. If you buy this book, if you read this book, if you begin applying what you learn, you will have an influence on people in the most amazing way. And that's what I really hope. Just like, just like you, Zam, you, you have this influence on people. They love watching what you do. Mm. And the conversations that you have as you are doing it, it's so fluid. 
It's wonderful. Folks know we, we, we've had them on our show. Um, and you may want to go back through our archives and, and listen to it because it's really fantastic. It really is. He was live streaming while doing the show with yeah. us. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. So have you been telling your uh, your folks about this book, Sam? Well, I can certainly start doing that. I love that. I, I've been reading. I, uh, I was reading through. Uh, the, the thing that's amazing to me is that it it really builds, in my mind, a good foundational approach mm-hmm. to self-awareness. Yes. That's, and it, it really reminds me a lot of the things that I've talked about while I've been through my own circuits of therapy and psychiatry and things like that. And so much of it is just the idea of sitting with yourself, sitting with your thoughts, examining in a healthy, constructive manner that not only allows you to assess who you are and what you are doing, but why that may be happening and what you can do to, to maybe perhaps course correct things that you may not like about yourself or, you know, or rather habits and, and things of that nature. But I just think it's, it's great. I, I love, I also think it's so important because today, as somebody who is what, what some would consider terminally online, um, I see a lot of people who put out quote-unquote self-help advice that ends up being very destructive in the long run because it, it doesn't really focus a whole lot on the self. It focuses on external stuff. It's like the, the, the people who just go on Instagram and flaunt their, their like extravagant wealth and then be like, oh, just buy my course and you'll learn how to do all this stuff too. And it's all just you know one series of scams after another. But, like, but, but it's, it's, it goes to show how much Dr. Joe, you love what you do and how much you truly want to help people mm-hmm. because it, it's just, it feels like it, this is the product of your decades of experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really does feel that way. So I, I commend you on that. It is, it is a very uh, sensitive and thoughtfully written book. Thank you so much for that. I, I, I truly appreciate it. And, and you're right. I mean, it, this isn't about you know, you go and buy my product. This is about you. And, you know, one of the things about self-help books is they really are about self-help, but the I am is about how you help others. Mm. It's not just mm-hmm. about you. It's not because when you can help other people feel valuable, I mean, that's what we really want in this world. Yes. We have this opportunity right now to do something different. We have so much conflict in the world. We all know it's there. But instead of judging that, let's try to understand it. What are people angry about? What do they want to see different? How can we remind each other of our value so that you don't think I'm trying to take something from you? As soon as you think I'm trying to take something from you, you're going to get defensive. And you're going to then try to take something from me. So you're absolutely right. This This isn't about... You know, buy this book and, you know, help me. It's you. Mm-hmm. You can do this. So I'm glad that you're applying it. You know? Oh, definitely. It's, it's uh, especially because I'm, I'm in a very big transitionary period in my own life, and a lot of the ways that I have to get through that and navigate these waters is by really taking a lot of introspective looks as to 
what certain things are holding me back and and like really a lot of it does come down to just like uh i, I even i even had a barber who who recently uh reinforced all this stuff where it's just like you know uh, we were having a conversation he was telling me you know you have to lead with love hmm. uh and when it, when you have doubts in your life you have to lead with love and i, and I also I really enjoy that, like, there's just so many aspects of that that help break down in the book just what love can mean to people as far as, like, inward love, outward love, but so much of it is also just, you know, taking care of the self so that you're able to do what you can to help others along the way as well. Yeah, yeah and, absolutely. And that's really what it's all about. And it is what it's all about. And, and what the I Am does is it breaks down the chaos of life into these four manageable bits, you know? There's what happened at home maybe years ago that's influencing your choices in your social domain today and the way you see yourself. You know, what mm -hmm. happened at school maybe all those years ago that has influenced the way you see yourself and the home you're trying to create now, the life that yeah. you're doing. You know, we're not static. We're not just one point in time. We are absolutely the amalgamation of all these experiences. And how cool mm -hmm. is that? You know, it's pretty cool. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's something as well. The, the mindfulness approach, I feel, can not only show people how to overcome what they have dealt with in the past, but also remind them that there is always going to be growth to be experienced in the future as well. Yeah, you know, and that's. I remember. I forget what the name of the bias is, but there's, you know, whatever that psychological bias is called, where we look at our past and and we see all the growth that we've made, but then we forget that we're still people who are always continuing to learn and experience mm -hmm. new things, mm -hmm. and that just because we're in a hard time now doesn't mean it's always going to be that way in the future. Yeah, that's and that's absolutely a critical part of the way our brains work because sometimes we do look into the future and all we see is more here and now. And mm -hmm. then we can get really depressed. So you're actually talking about remindfulness. Sorry, I couldn't, mm. I couldn't resist that. Um, you know, where it's not just mindfulness about now, but it's reminding ourselves, you know, who we are, why we do what we do. Let's look again at this. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and, uh, you know, with Unleashing, uh, as I say, you know, there, there are all these different stories. And so many of the people in these stories had been totally stigmatized. And and had felt less valued. And and the great the great honor and opportunity and privilege that I had was simply to remind them of their value. Yeah. And with that they began to share their stories. And we could really, really look at what was going on with them. And yeah. that's what we can do with each other all the time. You know? Mm -hmm. You know, a, sec a secret isn't a secret because of what we've done. A secret is a secret because we worry. How will someone judge me if they know my secret? Right. You know? Yeah. But that's an I am. You know? Yeah. And it's, that's important for people. It really is. It, like, you know, the the ways in which we tend to hold ourselves back just because of things that may have gone wrong in the past or, or, or things like that. So that's, a, that's, that's wonderful. I'm very happy to hear that it's able to influence people that way. Yeah. And I hope it's influenced you as well as as you move through your journey because you know we we have had a chance to chat about this before. So how how would you say that I am has influenced you, if at all? 
For me personally, the crossroads that I've been in in my life at this, uh, you know, current juncture, let's say the last six months or so, um, I, I, well, to take a step back before that, about a year and change ago is when I began uh, taking medication for my ADHD, and it really helped me see a lot of the basic fundamental ways in which I wasn't living my life healthfully. Um, but now that I've overcome a lot of those, a lot of, you know, now I'm, I'm in the process of good habit building. I'm taking care of myself a lot more. Now a lot of it is coming face-to-face, like with the hierarchy of needs. Now I'm at the point where I'm, I'm, just, I'm trying to figure out what it is exactly that's holding me back from all the things that I've always told myself I would do. Hmm. Um, and so, for example, something that uh, a decision that I was able to make through reflection and through the I am approach and, and, you know, just taking a lot of time and sitting with myself, I've made the decision and it's, it feels maybe a bit too rushed, but I think it might be for the better that once my lease runs out this July, I'm going to be uh, packing up the things that I want, selling the rest of it and moving to Amsterdam. Wow. Wow. Um, and it's, it's something moving to Europe is something I told myself I would always try for I don't know, as long as I can remember, ever since I, I first visited Europe when I was 19. And I think ever since then, I've had like that hunger to see what life is like over there. And for the last decade and change, uh, you know, it, it was always one excuse after the other. It was always, oh, I need to focus on this first, and I, or I need I can't do this right now. There's this other important thing that I need to do. And, you know, there is validity to that for sure. However, you know, there there comes a time where I had to sit down with myself and say, if, I, if it's not now, it's going to be never. Mm. And so a lot of the inward reflection that I did was, well, why, why do I self-sabotage? Why do I choose to do things that go actively against my own interests or the things that I want to accomplish? And through a lot of that, I was able to come face-to-face with, I mean, a whole number of things. I, I don't want to bore you to tears here, but... The large majority of it was was that um, through critical thinking, I was able to realize that, you know, I kind of had so many expectations put on me as a kid. Mm. Some of them were from other people. Some of them were from myself. And basically through the I am approach and through all of the soul searching that I did, so to say, it was, it was a lot of just letting go mm. and saying, you know, that's all that. Mm-hmm. Who am I right now? Yeah. And and so now I, I'm trying to be somebody who just wants to live life as, a, I mean, I don't want to say aggressively, that makes it sound a little unhinged, but I certainly <laughs> want to lead with my best self forward and trust that even if things don't go according to plan, whatever this world has in store for me, I'm ready to accept it with open arms. Yeah. And to embrace it that way is is wonderful. I think that, first of all, getting on medication, remember, is a small change in the biological domain that can have a huge effect, right? Yeah. But I also think self-sabotage, sometimes we do it to ourselves so that we can preempt somebody doing it to us. Mm. You know? Yeah. If I'm going to screw up, I'll do it myself instead of having somebody do it to me, you know? Yeah. So we have an opportunity to reflect on that. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's it's a self sabotage is a hell of a drug, um, but I'm 
nowadays I'm understanding that I don't have to carry this gigantic weight and that whatever I'm able to accomplish on a given day, more often than not, that is enough. So what are you doing to release release these things? Is it a med- meditation, breathing yeah, techniques? Actually, I, I started basically a lot of uh, to match the mental awareness. Now I'm, I'm starting to have a lot more physical awareness in my yeah. life where uh, my morning routine, every day I wake up, I make my bed first thing, and then I go and I do 15 minutes of stretching and 15 minutes of meditation. And um, basically, I mean, the stretching very much helps with my job since I, I live a somewhat of a sedentary lifestyle through uh, streaming and sitting in a chair all day. But mm-hmm. nowadays, I'm also trying to balance that with uh, regular exercise and understanding my own physical limitations uh, as well. Because I think, honestly, the, the balance of pushing myself mentally and physically, it really creates, I don't know, it, it makes me feel like I have a, a stronger sense of purpose in a lot of ways where I feel most stimulated, I feel like I'm most alive when I'm being challenged. Hmm. And to challenge myself in numerous different ways, it, it feels like, a, like the, the logic puzzle in my brain is just so close to figuring out that it, like, it keeps drawing me in. Um, but I think that's, that's like a really cool razor's edge to kind of be on, where it's like, you know, I, the meditation helps ground me and get me ready for these, these challenges that I face on a day-to-day basis. And then the, the act of, like, not just the physical stuff, but, like, uh, also the, like, the little ways that I try to push myself. Like, musically, I, I play piano a lot, and I have to be mindful of how I'm improving and, and trying to not stagnate there or like, you know, prepping my visa stuff, prepping my, my passport to be able to put this whole move together and not being lazy about it, getting it done, you know, not waiting until the weekend when everything's already shut down. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's a lot, it's very hard to like paint the whole picture. Um, but I am very much enjoying the life that I'm currently living. I feel more alive in the last month that I have, you know, I can't even think back to how many years I've, I mean, probably since the start of the pandemic at the very least, um, where, you know, just being inside all the time, I, I, all the time, I felt like I kind of lost myself. That seems but, like a reoccurring theme that I've noticed too, is that this spring, yeah. this spring feels like the real rebirth from the COVID yeah. hibernation, right? The real rebirth here we go. Now we can see it. Yeah. <clears throat> I've heard that from yeah, a think, lot of people, Zen. I think I, I've heard it as well. I, I think it's very interesting. Like I, I've, I've heard more people breaking out of their shells lately. I've heard a lot more common colds, uh, which is kind of funny. I think it's, it's, it's great that people are, it, it's like a product of people going out a little bit more, pushing their limits and, and uh, trying to overcome this, this like, you know, generationally traumatic experience, mm. yeah. <laughs> but um, and I definitely do feel in my own life as if this is the time. Um, I don't know what I'm going to make happen. I don't know what's going to happen when I get there, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to live. I love that. Sounds very exciting. Really exciting to to be able to explore the world like that, and with with the confidence that. You know, even if things don't happen the way you expect, 
they may happen in ways you didn't expect that are even cooler. Exactly. Yes. You know? Definitely. And to have yeah. that hope, that optimism. And that that really is something that, that I think we were challenged with over the last couple of years with COVID in a global way. Yeah. I mean, talk about small changes having a big effect. You can't get much smaller than a virus. Right. You know? And what a huge effect it had on everything. And everything. the other part about the I am, you know, is it's not just about an individual. It's really an entire system has an I am. Our entire world had a change. Our entire world has a home domain. That's our planet. Our planet is part of a huge universe, right? And how do we see ourselves now? I mean, talk about, you know, some of the people now who are saying there's global warming and we need to be more aware. You know, we could be killing our planet. That's its biology. And each of us is part of the biological domain of our planet. So that's where the I am really can be helpful. Because as you, Zam, begin to make these small changes, you also know that you have had an enormous influence on a lot of other people. So as those people watch you and your process, you may be inspiring them as well. You know, not a bad thing. Well, I'm trying at the very least. Um, it's, it's interesting uh, in a lot of ways because I try to just do my best to, to give these people a place to just be themselves. Right. And certainly, you know, with however many personalities there are in a chat room, um, there's always going to be weird things that happen or strange conversations. Um, but if nothing else, you know, I, I've always tried to have an approach where I always tell people, you know, like we, we leave with respect first in my chat where it's like, you know, no matter who you are, no matter what it is that you are doing, as long as you're there to have fun and be a part of the community, that's all that matters to me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like, you know, a lot of the world really does need that kind of, of reinforcement because there's just so many people who look at surface level, I don't even know how, how to describe it, but, you know, there's, there's so much superficiality where people choose to, whether they like or don't like somebody based on one characteristic. And it's like, you know, just give people time. Give people the space to just be themselves and prove it deep mm-hmm. down. Yeah. People really are good. Yeah, I you agree know? with you. I, I think they are. And, and again, I think that's why with the I am, <clears throat> coming down to this simple truth that we all want the same thing, which is to feel yeah. valued. And if we yeah. can just remind each other of that, that it doesn't matter what color you are, what socioeconomic status you are, what country you come from, what religion you are, you want the same thing that I want, which is to feel valued. And I can help you feel valuable. Whenever I remind someone of their value, I increase my own. So why don't we like come together around that group community? And recognize we're one group. It's called humanity. We all want the same thing. And there's enough of it to go around. We can create it in each other at every and any moment. Respect leads to value and value leads to trust. And with that trust, 
you know, I can share my opinion with someone. You know, I can still respect them. I don't have to agree with them. But in the disagreement, it doesn't mean that I don't like them. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. that I don't appreciate that have, they have another perspective. As a matter of fact, the more I can understand someone else's perspective, the more I learn. And I hope that other people feel that same way. That's why I really want people to just check this book out. Because you'll, yeah. you'll have a window into so many different people and how amazing, amazing they are and how their struggle resonates with yours. One of those chapters is going to remind you of something that you've been through. You know, yeah. That's, that's, that's where we're community. And, and you create that with, I mean, you have so many people that know who you are. How cool mm -hmm. is that? Yeah, it's, it's, it is pretty cool. Um, certainly, it can be a bit intimidating at times, but it's very cool, the large majority of it. Why is it intimidating, though? Uh, well, sometimes it's strange hearing what other people have heard about me. Mm. <laughs> I, I recently actually had a situation where a friend of a friend... And this is, it's actually interesting how this works. This wasn't a super online thing, but it was online tangential because they knew me through Twitch and, you know, there's a whole, like, web of connections there. But they basically had heard some really horrible rumors about me. And I had no idea where they had heard any of that from. And it was just basically people just making things up. Oh. But, like, you know, it's the problem with online where, where, you know, with the increased anonymity of, of online behavior, people will just go ahead and just make things up about people. So it, it, it can be very difficult. And especially like similar to how we were talking before about learning to forgive ourselves for our previous mistakes. It's also always an interesting conversation when we've already forgiven ourselves for something and other people mm. have not from years in, in the past. Um, but, you know, again, that's, uh, m proper mindfulness, in my opinion, j comes from knowing that the right people will listen and and give you that room to not just hear you, but also see your growth as a human being. Um, it's kind of heady. I don't. I don't know. I feel like I'm. I'm kind <laughs> it's of very heavy, but right <clears throat> but it's, but it's also very I am, and it's interesting conversation that we have to take on sometime is 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 that relationship where somebody wants to hold somebody else back, right? Mm -hmm. Or yeah. is it yourself too, right? Is it the imposter syndrome or is it the, I'll just blame somebody else for me not going the distance, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, if it's always somebody else's fault, you're never in control. Right. And if you're not in control, you're going to be limbic. You're right. going to be angry, anxious, or sad. You're going to be fight, flight, freeze. But as soon as you take that responsibility, you take back that control, but only for yourself. You control no one. You influence everyone. The imposter yeah. syndrome is a whole nother yeah. area. Which <clears throat> I would love to explore. That we can explore at some point. And for me, I mean, it happens to me because... It happens you know, to us all. But in, imposter begins with I am. Right. Isn't that funny? Isn't it? You know? Yeah. So I was like, so you know, what if I'm wrong? Right. What if what if this is just baloney? Right. I don't think it is, but 
It's asking, but what makes you think it might be? Well, because does it go against who we are as human beings? I mean, there is a human nature to to be competitive. Right. To my group is going right. to attack your group. That's that is how we evolved. It makes sense. <clears throat> that is part of who we are. Right. But that's what I'm saying. If we keep doing that, let's anticipate what will happen right. next. We'll destroy ourselves. But we're, if we we're keep already evolving. seeing these things. And I think this is part of what COVID has done. Mm. Is and, and there's a biology to it. I know we've only got a couple of minutes left, but because we were all under the same stress, okay, it was a global stress response. Mm. Stress is based on a chemical called cortisol. Cortisol mm. interferes with dopamine. Dopamine is a neurohormone of pleasure. Very hard to feel pleasure when you're under stress. Dopamine interferes with oxytocin. Right? Oxytocin is the neurohormone of trust. So a lot of people started using drugs and alcohol during COVID to at least feel some pleasure, but it affected their oxytocin. Cortisol also interferes with oxytocin. It's very hard to trust anyone mm. when you're under stress. And I think that's happened in our, in our world. Mm. I think that's the global response. We're having a global stress response, but that's an I am. Let's not judge other people for that. Let's just recognize it's part of the biological domain because we have been attacked by a virus. That's its own I am. That's what it's trying to do. So anyway... This is this is great, Zem. I, I am so grateful that you have called in. I really would love to have you back on the show so we can really explore more about what's going on. Yeah, and uh, I'd love to be. Joe. And we'll, great. we will do it. We'll 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 do this, and we'll set up another full show to chat with you about your journey because it's it's a great one. That is a great episode. That's one of our most uh, downloaded episodes, Zem. Yes, on it our is. Podcast. Yes, it is. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Sam, thank you so much. Tom, always lovely to have you here. Mark, this is great. Folks, Unleashing the Power of Respect and Amazon. You can get it on Amazon. And just so you know, you can also get it through Amazon Smile and make a donation to whatever charity you want to. Drug Story Theater, Drug Story Theater would be really great. Larry, thanks for being here tonight. Folks, we'll see you next week. Sam, take care. Bye, folks. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Vincent Van Gogh cut off his ear.